The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network. Today is Monday, January 23rd, and from our incredible core group of NBA journalists, we are joined by senior writer for NBA.com, Mark Medina. Uh, Mark, I'm excited to have you with us. we got a lot to get into. We're going to talk about some of your picks and selections for the All-Star Starters, which is revealed by TNT this Thursday. Also a big game tonight on NBA TV as we've got the number two, number three teams in the West, the Grizzlies and the Kings playing one another. But first, let's talk about Anthony Davis. The Lakers are are coming off of a win last night against Portland. They've won three of their last four. I know there's a lot of tracking on LeBron did not play, but um, as he continues to inch closer to passing Kareem. um, But overall for the Lakers, I mean, this is really interesting. Anthony Davis, he's played in 25 games. Um, He's missed 19 games with that foot injury. But in the West, they're sitting in 12th, but they're just one game back of three teams that are tied for 10th. Three games separate five through thirteen. Um, so in many cases, there's there's things to be optimistic for if you think about when uh, Anthony Davis comes back, what impact he could make. So what can you tell us about where he's at with the timeline of a potential return? Yeah, Sarah, always good chatting hoops with you. Uh, you know, with the the caveats with both the Lakers and Anthony Davis that everything can always be fluid for better and for worse this season. There has been some sliver of optimism. Uh, you know, from people around Anthony Davis as well as the Lakers about his recovery. Uh, you know, I've been told that the most likely scenario is that Anthony Davis is going to return and play for the Lakers for their game Saturday in Boston against the Boston Celtics. But there is a window that maybe he returns 
even earlier than that. The Lakers have a homestand, a back-to-back against the Clippers on Tuesday, followed by a game against the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday. But I think if you connect the dots of Anthony Davis's progress, as well as just the Lakers' calendar, it seems more likely that he's going to return against Boston on Saturday. And here's why. Anthony Davis last Saturday was able to do uh, a contact scrimmage with some of the team's, you know, low minute players. Uh, they didn't have a formal practice, but for the guys that, you know, aren't in the rotation, they got up and down. That was his first contact practice. Before last week, he did a non-contact practice with the group. And before that, it was just all individual workouts, 30, 45 minutes to an hour of running, jumping, conditioning type drills. Um, so this week, the hope is for him to be in a full contact setting with the team. But when you look at the Lakers calendar, when can they get a full practice? And they don't have a practice today because they're coming off of their uh, short trip in Portland. They have that back to back Tuesday and Wednesday. And as you know, Sarah, most NBA teams don't have practices after uh, after a back-to-back. So pencil that out Thursday. They'll probably have a full travel day Friday. But when I've talked with Lakers coach, coach Darvin Ham this past week, he suggested that maybe they have some practices during their shoot-around uh, availability. So with all that, expect a Saturday return against Boston, but never know. Maybe it might be earlier. Yeah, in that all, I mean, you look at the context of the season where we're at, the Lakers 47 games in, so just a, a little bit over that halfway point. And it talked about how bunched up the Western Conference is, especially when you look at the middle ground. What do you think with the return um, of Anthony Davis and how the team has been playing collectively as of late? What do you think their playoff chances are? Well, it obviously improves significantly, but I think it's all within context that whether Anthony Davis has been in the lineup or not, the Lakers have been a team that have had a scratch and claw for every single game. So while they've certainly been playing a lot better than at the beginning of the season when they lost 10 of their 12 games, uh, predicting their success is almost as a fool's errand of predicting the stock market. Some days it goes up, some days it goes down. And so lately... You know, the Lakers have been able to close out some really competitive games against the Memphis Grizzlies and the Portland Trailblazers. Toscano Anderson double team struck to Stalin. Schroeder on the steal, drives inside and puts it in. The Lakers take the lead. But keep in mind, shortly before that, they had some very competitive games against the Dallas Mavericks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Sacramento Kings, all of which were determined by a combined 10 points. And they lost all those games with just, you know, guys not making uh, good decisions in crunch time, the other team playing really well. And so pre-injury, Anthony Davis was playing his best basketball and certainly would have gotten some all-star consideration. But I think in fairness, the Lakers were also losing a lot of games with him in, in the lineup. So while there is a recipe for them to climb up in the standings, especially because of the short separation within other teams in the Western Conference, there is also a scenario where, you know, this might be the theme throughout the rest of the regular season where uh, you just might not know what their playoff or playing tournament chances are until the last game of the season. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, obviously, that's the the fascinating, interesting part of, of why they play the games. And you teed us up. Uh, all-star consideration, all-star votes. Uh, yours are in. Yours are in yet? Yours are about to be in? Uh, you can fill us in. <laughs> Revealed on TNT this Thursday, the All-Star starters. Um, but can can you tell us what your ballot looked like for the East and the West for the starters? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, thankfully, I submitted my ballot on time. Shout out to NBA's Mark Broussard, who does a great job of making sure that that uh, we're not late. And I, I never want to add to a stress. So I made the deadline. Can't imagine how challenging. I do not have a vote. Um, so I, I like to to listen to what people have to say and what I think I would do. But I know when you're actually writing those in, um, it's difficult decisions. Yeah, well, look, it was very challenging, as it is almost every single season. But um, I feel uh, firm in my decisions here, starting with the Eastern Conference. I chose Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown as the the starting backcourt. I think with Donovan Mitchell, I mean, his impact on what he's made with the Cleveland Cavaliers has been night and day. Mitchell for three. Unbelievable. And I think that even with his success in Utah, uh, his first five seasons in the NBA, he's been a much more improved version of on every end of the floor, scoring, defense, playmaking, being a leader, check all the boxes. Jalen Brown, he's on pace to post career highs in scoring. And he, I think, you know, compared to last season, at least the first half of last season, He's really uh, known how to uh, develop that balance with uh, complimenting Jason Tatum, but also gain his own numbers. Uh, I'm sure that there would be a lot of people, maybe including yourself, that think Kyrie Irving deserves credit. Sure, he's played really good basketball, and he's a pretty significant reason why the Nets have been on a tear lately. But I would also argue he deserves some scrutiny of why the Nets uh, got off to that poor start because it partly had to do with uh, his lack of availability. Um, but I think it had more to do with my votes of just how well Jalen Brown and Donovan Mitchell have played. When it comes to the front court, you know, it was a lot of tough decisions because you have a lot of guys like Kevin Durant, Anasya Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and you can only choose three of them. I kind of took the easy way out, but I think it was justified. I didn't cho- choose Kevin Durant, and you can uh, argue with me here because you have a window into him. But Wow. I, wow, I think, Mark. I think it just has to do with the fact that he's injured and he might not be back in time for All-Star anyway. That's my cop-out, but if it was all things equal, I don't know what I would have done because it would have it would have been really hard for me to not include Jason Tatum. Tatum for the ten- oh, man. That is straight butter. I mean, he has been even a more of an improved version of himself than last year, and the Boston Celtics are at the top of the East. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, he's been able to keep the Milwaukee Bucks still at the top of the East, even with all these overlapping injuries with Chris Middleton, Joel Embiid. Embiid from way outside. Count it! A new season high! Uh, he's been a much improved version of last season where he's built off of what he showed last season with his usual scoring dominance uh, and his defense, but he's been an improved playmaker and he's been more durable. But I know Kevin Durant, he's been a model of consistency and he's Kevin Durant, but that's my only out that, hey, he's injured. Maybe that makes it easier. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, he playing at an MVP level. Okay. What about the Western Conference? Well, the Western Conference was hard, but it was relatively easier. Uh, the backcourt was a little bit more difficult. Uh, there was a shoe-in vote with Luka Doncic because it's Luka Doncic. He's been carrying the Dallas Mavericks, and you remove him from the team with the Mavericks be, would be even in the playoff picture. But the other backcourt member was more difficult because I'm choosing between John Morant or Steph Curry. Yeah. I wound up choosing Steph Curry. Okay. Um, 
I love John Moran. Obviously, the Grizzlies are where they are, second to West. But I think when you're looking at the number comparisons, even with the fact that, hey, Steph Curry missed 11 games with his shoulder injury, from a statistical standpoint, Steph Curry has outperformed John Morant with his scoring average, his field goal percentage, his outside shooting. Here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry, the all-time three-point king in the NBA! And while I think that there's a lot of arguments to be made, you want to reward players on winning teams, I think in Steph Curry's case, the Warriors' inconsistency has nothing to do with him. It's a, It's been a lot to do with... Um, you know, Clay Thompson trying to round into form, that tug pool of how much you lean on the young guys. Steph Curry, when he's been on the court, has been a model of consistent brilliance. So that's where I gave him the nod. And then as far as the front court, there were two shoe-ins. Nikola Jokic, LeBron James. I mean, Nikola Jokic is playing as he was his past two MVP seasons. And the Denver Nuggets are at the top of the Western Conference. LeBron James, for all the Lakers' struggles, uh, they would not be in the play-in or playoff picture at all if LeBron James wasn't playing at his absolute peak at 38 years old in his 20th NBA season. And I think surpassing expectations on when he would eclipse Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time scoring list. Now, that third candidate, that was really tough. I was going between Laurie Markin with the Utah Jazz or DeMontis Sabonis with the Sacramento Kings. And I did want to reward Sabonis. He's playing really well. The Kings are at the top of the Western Conference. But I took the nod to Laurie Marketing for two reasons. He's on pace to post career highs. And I think he's one of the early favorites for most improved player. Here's Marketing. Drives paint. Oh! Oh, Marketing with a flex as he went over Buzovic. But I think if you removed him from the Utah Jazz, they wouldn't even be talked about it as a team that would have playoff or playing tournament chances. I think that they were a team that was expected to be in rebuilding mode. And maybe that happens if they make some trades before the trade deadline. But as of now, the Utah Jazz are in that picture, and that has a lot to do with Laurie Markadon's, uh really stellar play. Yeah, he's found his fit. And as you mentioned, I know these are a lot of challenging uh, decisions. going to be fun to watch. As I mentioned, uh, these All-Star starters are revealed on TNT this Thursday, and, and two of those teams that you jilted their stars and did not vote them into the all-star starting lineups, uh, the Sacramento Kings and Memphis Grizzlies, they play tonight on NBA TV. We're going to take a break and talk about that matchup next. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG 
ng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by Mark Medina. And uh, Mark, we got a good one on tap tonight here on NBA TV is the number two Memphis Grizzlies take on the number three Sacramento Kings. Uh, Memphis, of course, a little bit more ahead of the pack. They are just a game and a half behind first place Denver, uh, four and a half of head, four and a half ahead of the third place Sacramento Kings. And Sacramento, though, is surprising a lot of teams where they've sat, how they've been playing. Both of these teams looking to get back on the on the winning track. Memphis has lost two straight at uh, both Phoenix and Los Angeles Lakers, but they had won eleven straight prior to that. Meanwhile, Sacramento just dropped a game to the 76ers. They had won six straight. Uh, this is offense against defense. Sacramento, the number two rated offense in the league against the number one rated defense in the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, what jumps out to you about what you are looking for in this one? Yeah, it's just going to be highlights galore. Let's let's get our popcorn uh, popping early here because I think with <laughs> with the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, you know, they lost two in a row, but before that, they had an NBA best record, eleven wins, and. It had a lot to do with, you know, obviously John Morant's highlight reel dunks, but just his aggressiveness with attacking the basket. But you muscle that with Desmond Bain's return. He's, uh, you know, I think someone that, you know, Lakers coach Darvin Ham the other day was saying that he's one of the most underrated players in the league with just how he uses his size and positional versatility to be an offensive-defensive threat. Steven Adams, he's an amazing veteran and someone that, Darvin Ham, as well as Memphis Grizzlies teammates, have said he's the best rebounder and best screener in the league. Jaron Jackson Jr., he's a guy that is, I think, at the top of the leaderboard for Defensive Player of the Year. So they have a really good mix of young players, veteran players, offensive, defensive brilliance. But this is going to be a heavy test against the Sacramento Kings because, ironically, a Mike Brown team is usually known for its defense, but 
this season with this team, they're known for their high-powered offense with DeMontis Saponis and De'Aaron Fox. And maybe I'm talking both sides out of my mouth here because I excluded DeMontis Sabonis as a starter. But I think that you can make an argument from a tandem standpoint with DeMontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox that they're the second-best tandem in the NBA this season behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because of that amazing chemistry that Fox and Sabonis have with basically everything. They can run, pick, and roll. They have the two-man game in the post. Sometimes Sabonis plays off the ball or, or he plays at the elbow or the nail as a playmaker. Uh, there's a lot of different options that they've tapped into with uh, having their offense revolve around those two players. So should be a lot of fun, and I'll certainly tune in. Yeah, and you said highlight plays. I mean, both of these teams love to play fast. I think you look at Sacramento, um, we've learned a lot more about Memphis and just what they've done in the postseason, in particular the last few years. But Sacramento, as I said, opened up a lot of eyes. You mentioned Sabonis with the trade of him coming over um, from Indiana. What you know, Harrison Barnes has brought to the table. Kevin Herter, of course, coming in, shoot a lot of three-point shots. They share the ball really well. Keegan Murray has been a uh, big impact rookie for them. But De'Aaron Fox, how have you seen him grow throughout the course of the last few seasons, and in particular, what he's doing this year for this group? Yeah, well, I think with De'Aaron Fox, one, he's been a lot healthier. But two, um, I, I think that his play really complements the bonus well and really justifies the Kings, you know, tough decision last season to deal Tyrese Halliburton to the Indiana Pacers. As he's done amazing with Indiana, but it's been a win-win trade, partly because this has really opened up uh, De'Aaron Fox's capability of having the ball in his hands. That's what he does best. Here's Fox getting Cal Hill, stopping on the dime. Oh, in and out. That was sick from De'Aaron Fox. But I think the, the really good thing is that he complements Sabonis really well, where they have this instant chemistry because Sabonis is just a very intelligent player, a very unselfish player. And so that yin and yang really complements each other well. It is apples and oranges, different kind of players, but just the philosophy of how and why they have such great chemistry. Five, finding Sabonis. Kind of reminds me of how Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol used to be with the Los Angeles Lakers, where they have two different kinds of personalities, two different types of games. Uh, and because of that, it's almost this element of opposites attract, where uh, you know you don't have egos clashing, you don't have styles of play clashing. They are able to do what they do best, partly because the other player does things that makes life easier for the other player. Yeah, it's absolutely been fun to watch. And, and you mentioned Mike Brown. I think important uh, to note just the job he's done with this group certainly will be in the discussion for Coach of the Year candidate. Uh, again, Grizzlies, Kings, tonight, NBA TV. Mark Medina, you are wonderful. We appreciate all your time and your insight. And I know we're going to talk to you again soon. Sarah, you're wonderful. You're quite a gamer calling all these games, flying <laughs> cross-country, doing the podcast, like getting ready for another, the glamorous another life. game. I don't, the glamorous I don't life. How, I don't know how you do it. You're not on a load management pro uh, program. You're grinding for all 82. No, because I, I don't have to get my hair fixed and put on makeup for these things. So this is great. Mark, we appreciate you. Mark Medina with us. And of course, on Wednesday, Sean Powell returns as we go through the Eastern Conference. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.